Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 187. John and Wendy talk to Lee Andres. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I'm well. And once again, we're being sponsored by our friends over at Talent Magnet Institute for this episode. Thank you, TMI. Really always appreciate them on board. And Wendy, what's even better is not only are they sponsoring the podcast, they're also co-hosting the chat this weekend. You know, the last time they hosted, co-hosted, it was so much fun. And, uh, you know, pulling back the curtain, we don't know what questions they're coming up with yet, but you know it's going to be good. We know it's going to be fun. I think Mike takes it as a personal challenge to try and bump our numbers up <laughs> for the chats. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're going to have a good time. Mike and I have been talking about questions a little bit. So yeah. I have an idea what's coming I would say stay tuned. We will have the, the, by the time by the time this show is out, the oh, questions yeah. in the blog will be out. Definitely plan to join us. I know we're going to be talking about talent development and particularly yeah. with the emerging leaders and what what are you doing, what can you do better, and how TMI may be able to help you there. Look forward to that conversation as always. Like you said, Mike does take it as a personal challenge. We really appreciate yes, the does. fact he is <laughs> such a great part of the community and, and look forward to that conversation. And his competitive nature. It, yes, not to mention his competitive nature. <laughs> Wendy, I'm excited about tonight's guest because we got to know Lee over the last year and change or so, Uh you know, took part in the chats and trivia nights and become an active part of our community. And we're glad we were able to make it happen tonight to be with her. So let's make the introduction and get started. Yeah, so excited to welcome Lee to the show. She has spent over 30 years in education and learning and development, largely within the staffing industry. She is currently the VP of L&D at Onward Search, a national staffing firm focused on supporting marketing, graphic and digital design, gaming and technology practices. Well, Lee, welcome to the show. So excited to have you. Uh, First question, what is in your glass? Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. And I, I respect and love all the work that you do for our community, for the HR community. So thank you for that. What's in my glass is actually 32 ounces of water. I have that much of an exciting life. Yes. <laughs> hey, that's the most popular answer. Nothing wrong with some water. We decided once we started sponsoring water for Disrupt HR, <laughs> exactly. it is, that's, that's quite all right. Yes. Good. So Lee, we know what you're doing now. How in the world... Did your career path get you to this position in learning and development? I believe that, and I've seen this happen in so many ways, that it is a very rare opportunity when you know what you want to be when you're a young young kid. And I knew that I was going to be a teacher. I mean, after school, I would come home with my friends and I would teach class. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I went to college and got my degree in education and I taught for a few years. And then it was... It was interesting though, while I was in high school, my father became my first placement, staffing placement. I was 15 years old. I pitched him to the, (laughs) I know, a former executive at Eastman Kodak. And I said, you know, my father would like to return to Rochester. And I handed him the CV, which my mother and I worked on. I was 15. And uh, I pitched him. And sure enough, within a month, my father was offered a placement. He got a job. Now I know I should have gotten a fee. That would have been yeah. Yeah, I was just going to ask, what? How much did you get? I did not even know that staffing was an industry, but I learned that networking. I learned the value of networking at a very young age. Wow, that is. (laughs) 
I, are, I, right? Yeah, I'm like speechless at this point. I'm like, that is just amazing. But that's how the universe is. I mean, I do believe in the universe and I will tell you that I just follow the course. And um, it's interesting enough, though, that I didn't like teaching in a public school setting. It wasn't the problem with the kids. It was the parents and the administration. <laughs> I love the kids. Love the kids. I love think many kids. would agree with you, quite honestly. That's why a lot of teachers leave. Mm-hmm. As another former educator, I can certainly See? attest to that. You get that. You get I that. Totally I, just, get I did it. not have the patience. I did not have the patience and the tolerance. <laughs> Forget acceptance. That wasn't even a word back then. So, <laughs> so, so I said, See ya. And it just so happened that one of my friends, who's now retired as a former AVP uh, principal, she introduced me to the head of a staffing company. Mind you, all through college, I was temping somewhere. You're going to love this. And I found the bill rate on myself. (laughs) I was flaming. This was just (laughs) when the Mac was coming out. And um, I got the invoice. It was 300% over my pay rate. Wow. wow. Then I spent the next few years boycotting staffing companies. <laughs> I mean, I raised hell, raised hell. So after that, I got my own damn job. <laughs> I said, you're not going to, you're not going to do this to me. Oh my and gosh. so when my friend Annette introduced me to the president and owner of the staffing company in upstate New York, when I met her, she looked at me and she said, well, you have two choices. You can complain about it or you can fix it. I said, is this a throwdown? You're telling a Sicilian? You're throwing a challenge to, <laughs> to a Sicilian? And she said, yes, I am. So I took it. I started and six months later, I was a manager. Wow. I was in my early 20s. So I knew that I was going to teach staffing, become a trainer in staffing once I knew how to do it. I spent many years learning how to do it the right way, and then I got into training. Wow. That, that is an awesome story. I, I absolutely love it. Let's talk a little bit about the last 18 months, which have been mm-hmm. insane for all of us. What changes have you seen in the industry that have surprised you, and what advice would you give to corporate HR in terms of working with third-party recruiters to, uh, to be successful? Well, I will tell you what has shocked me the most about the – recruiters in the HR practice is how awful they've been to other recruiters. I have heard so many stories of ghosting recruiters who are finding, trying to find recruiting jobs during that time. And I don't know what the cause of it was. I don't know if the recruiters were stressed out themselves. I don't know if they were, everybody was, I would assume that they were in panic mode. But if you looked at LinkedIn during that time, you would hear all the complaints. So now that these recruiters are working, I'm wondering how they're treating their candidates, you know, what's going on there. So that's been my biggest aha in terms of the recruitment, even in the staffing industry. So I hope that that's changed. The other good thing that I noticed is that many within the HR community pulled together like a lot, really like I met you guys. Right. It started with Steve Brown and Caroline Vernon, and I just met a whole bunch of people. They took my hand and they said, you need to meet so-and-so and such and such. And to me, that was the blessing. That was my saving grace, was the virtual community. Those two are awesome. They're unbelievable. They, they are everything that HR professionals should be. Uh-huh. Everything. They are, they, they, they're, they're the North Star. What was the other question you asked, Wendy? What advice would you give to um, corporate professionals, corporate HR, um, when they're working with third-party recruiters, when they're working with staffing? 
Yeah, I would say my suggestion is if you are working with a highly qualified staffing representative, that person will be able to help you get raises, will help boost your career. If you are working with somebody who just wants to fill a seat, then you're going to be very transactional with them and it's going to be unfulfilling. All it's going to be is lower the rate, right? That's the whole discussion. But most of my clients that work with me and talent, for example, I got a client a $5,000 raise because we, we work on solving the business problem that relates to people. My candidate, one of my talent, I took from 60 to $90 an hour in six months because I understand the impact that these people make on the organization. So when you work with somebody like that in the staffing industry or as a contract recruiter, you know you're dealing with somebody who gets the business impact beyond the seat. So if we can get HR to look at staffing that way, and if we can get staffing to look at staffing that way, please, that would be great. With your time in the industry, what do you think is the reason things have changed? And, and, you know, I grew up in third party 20 plus years ago, Mm -hmm. and it seems that in many organizations, it's all tech, get on a computer and try to find people that way and relationship building, phone skills. Is that simply just because everybody can put a shingle out and try to run something? Like, why do you think that the service levels have dramatically dropped? In my opinion, I don't know about Wendy's observation on it, but it just, it feels like to your point, we may want to develop a relationship. It seems like, how can I get the bill lower? How can I get the first person in the door? Yep. It's, that's exactly it's the mentality what it's, so it's, much. You're right. It's, it's, you're selling to a seat. So the staffing industry, which is one of the reasons that I joined onward is because they're really working to shift that. We're, we're undergoing huge business transformation to make that change. Typically in the staffing industry, it's get the, get the seat, right? Sell to the seat, uh, train for turnover. If we don't make that adjustment internally at the staffing company and understand the business impact that we make, and we can't, if we can't articulate the business impact that we make, then we are going to sell to the seat. We're going to be transactional and we're going to be selling on price alone, not quality and not impact. And if we don't look at the talent as the number one client without good talent, nobody, no, regardless of what you sell, doesn't come to be, right? So if you don't put the talent first, first and foremost, and represent them in positions that they really can make a difference in and that they love and they're going to feel complete about, the rest of it doesn't matter. I've got talent that I've represented for over 25 years. And we're, we're friends today. We've remained friends and clients too, because they know I've got their back. It's not just about St. Lee. I may have St. Lee's opinion going online, <laughs> but it's it's not about me. And I think until we make that shift, it's going to be transactional. It's going to be selling by price, which is a shame. Speaking of online, you've been very active with LinkedIn Live. It seemed like there was a period there. I think every morning I would get a notification that <laughs> Lee is live. Talk a little about how did you decide to go with that platform? What's been the biggest surprise as you've developed that content, that audience there? And then any plans for the future that you could share with us? Yeah. So I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> <Not whatsoever. laughs> I know that story too. <laughs> Not a clue. I just heard from my dear friend and somebody who I love to represent as well, Debbie Lovett. She had this live thing and I'm like, should I get live? She goes, why not get a live? I said, okay, I'll get a live. I got a live. 
what do I do with this live? Well, you go live. <laughs> so, so I just started talking, you know, I know how to talk. <laughs> so, so I got myself all set up. I bought all the equipment and I stared at it and I said, what do I do with all of you? <laughs> and then, then the, that's literally how it happened. I went to the guitar center. I don't know if you have guitar center around uh-huh. your area. And I called them up and I said, look it, I bought all this stuff. How do you plug it in? <laughs> how do you say, can somebody come out here and tell me what I'm doing? And so, uh, you know, it just so happened that I became friends with somebody there and, and he came out and he set it up and I'm thank God. So, um, yeah. So now I've gone from live with Lee, ask Lee to St. Lee's opinion. <laughs> so, you know, you got to find your niche. And, yeah. um, the one that I'm absolutely the most proud of though, is, uh, we've taken a hiatus over the summer, but Shamala Prayaga, I don't know if you know who she is. She's actually Ford's chief voice designer for their autonomous vehicle line. Oh, wow. And she has, I have a passion for digital, for technology and specifically around UX. And she, she agreed to do this Friday chat with me to talk about what's going on in voice technology and user experience. And it's just been phenomenal. So we're going to kick that up again. But I just started St. Lee's Opinion where I really am just going to get it off my chest. That's it. It's all, it's all coming out. all coming out. We're going to talk about the staffing industry. We're going to talk about candidates, clients, prices, all of it. Wow. What has the response been for you there with it? (laughs) It's been interesting. Okay. Uh, You know know what's been interesting about this whole live thing is that I get more comments about my mascara and lipstick than I do anything else. Yeah. And I'm like, dudes, do you not hear me? Nope. <laughs> I'm like, come on, can we just get something of substance here? Uh, and so now it is actually starting to come out. And two of my dear friends, Sonal, Sonal Ball, and you might know Lauren Greif, they do uh, all the time live podcasts. So we're all doing, we're always doing something, you know, about recruiting and retention and all that other stuff. So I can see that continuing. Wow. But St. Lee's opinion is either going to get me in jail or, you know, it could go <laughs> either way. It's a, it's a flip of a coin, really. The flip of a coin. I, I love I, I love the title. I, I just <laughs> the the play on words, the the whole idea behind it. I love it. It's gonna be um, fun. Yeah, yeah. I'll start blocking time on my calendar. <laughs> I'm gonna be paying a little bit different attention now to those notifications. If they're early in the morning, I figure yes. this way I can't mm-hmm. get in as much trouble. <laughs> People actually had to make an effort to go watch it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I just know that at some point somebody's going to pick up on it and then I'm actually going to go, uh-oh. <laughs> that is awesome. Lee, you mentioned earlier that um, Steve Brown and uh, Carolyn Vernon kind of introduced you to the HR Social Hour and, and what we were doing last year. Tell us a little bit about you know your first experience with us, kind of what you thought, and then what keeps you coming back and, and being engaged in the community? It was a saving grace. In my spare time, I work with my and take care of a a soon-to-be 92-year-old mother. And she's not just a typical 92-year-old mother. She's Sicilian. She's of Sicilian descent. (laughs) So there is nothing that is normal about our relationship. (laughs) 
it was just a safe, it was a saving grace. I'm like, oh, look, there's adults here (laughs) 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 who are having fun and who I don't feel as though at any moment in life could be coming my way. (laughs) So I really, I exhaled and I relaxed and I connected with people. And I, and I realized that, you know, this isn't so, if, if there was an upside to the last 18 months, it was that. It was connecting and meeting people that I would have never met before, ever. In fact, Steve and, and Caroline were my very first guests on Live with Lee. Nice. Yeah, I, he, I just put it out there on Twitter and I said, I need, I need somebody. I just got this live thing. I need somebody to live with me. <laughs> I think those were my exact words. I don't know what we're going to live about, but we're going to live. Be live, huh? And, and, and Steve went right for it. He said, if you need help, I am there. I'm like, oh my God, that's tremendous. Love it. Lee, we've been crowdsourcing this year. It's helped us to share the burden with others when it comes to to asking questions. We never know what they're going to ask, and we really get the gamut. This one, trying to wrap my head around it, Karen Michael asks, why didn't you do this podcast sooner? Because you didn't ask. (laughs) I mean, you've met me, right? (laughs) So what else did you expect me to say? Was it really true? What else the answer may be? Right? That's it. Yeah, you asked, I'm there for you. I'm there for either of you. I mean, you guys have it. done such a great thing for our community that whatever you ask, I'd be there. We appreciate that. And I, I think Karen had such a good time. She was kind of like, and I, I don't think she's done a lot of podcasting. So it's one of those like, why had I done this before? Ah, so <laughs> I think it was have, really an introspective look. I, I think so. I, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm maybe putting Karen words in her me. mouth. Have but Karen call me. We'll, we'll get through. We'll get her on a saintly <laughs> opinion or something. Yes. We'll, we'll get her going. She's an employment attorney. You could have an awful lot of fun with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I'm having one of those next week. Who are you having? I knew you were going to ask me that. And I should know her name because she's in my CHRA. She's in my SHRM chapter. Bischoff. Kate. Is it Karen Bischoff? Oh, Kate. 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 Kate Bischoff. Kate is phenomenal. Yes. She is amazing. She's a good friend of yours? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. She's and we are on the same wavelength. So. Oh my god! I I'm definitely blocking. Next week is that what you said? I'll block the whole. Morning. I'll let you know. I'll post yes. when it is. I have. I'm going to talk to her. Uh, we're, we're exchanging uh, emails right oh. now. So pulling back the curtain. This this is coming out much later than that event. Yes. Yes. So okay. you, you missed it. You but missed it. But but Lee is going to be doing it. more. Kate's out there. Yeah. You can listen to hostile work environment. Oh yeah. You always oh, yeah. always always available. Yeah. With that, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Sipple Jr. with the Talent Magnet Institute. I want to thank all of you for listening to this episode. It has been a pleasure partnering and sponsoring the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. We hope you will join us September 26th for the HR Social Hour Twitter chat. We have a great lineup of questions for you. I also want to extend an invitation to you, those who work every single day to invest into the lives of others. We have a free leadership basics course at the talentmagnet.com talentmagnet.com that we want to extend an invitation to you. And also if you have a team or you're serving others in organizations, we ask that you check this out and extend an invitation, share the great word, join us on the journey because leadership is a journey and no one should walk it alone. All right. We are back. Lee, this has been so much fun so far. I'm looking <laughs> forward. I am so looking forward to everyone's favorite part of our show, the half hour question connection, because 
the first half of the show was a hoot. I know the second half is going to be as well. All right. So you did mention that from the time you were little, you knew, you knew you'd be doing something with teaching and that sort of thing. But was there anything else when you were a kid that you dreamed of, of doing in your wildest, wildest imaginations? Yeah. I wanted to be the madam of an exquisite bordello. <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> Was this from the the greatest little whorehouse in Texas type of? Yep. Okay. Yes. When I saw that show, I don't remember what year it came out. I have no idea what year it came out. What? I I can see it. Oh, I can. I, I can couldn't picture get, it. So yes. that's why I'm in staffing. This is why I tell you, I am a believer in the universe. I could not legally do the bordello thing, so I got into staffing. It's the next best thing. Can you imagine the training programs I could have put together on that Bordello, though? Okay, I'm, I'm going to wheel it back onto the road here. <laughs> Lee, who's one person you've gained your network in the last year you think more people should know? I think that Steve Brown and Caroline should have a half a million followers from the HR community. I just, I am, I am insisting that they're, I was shocked to see that Steve was only at 30,000 not quite at 30,000 on LinkedIn, <laughs> when so many people have hundreds, if not millions of followers who are doing what? Sometimes they're being bought. Uh, I, I rest my case. What are you doing? He's, he's not putting out the, uh, the crap. Exactly. He's putting out quality content. Exactly. Like, how do you maintain balance? I don't always. I've been very fortunate. The people that I've worked with, I have worked with for over 20 years. So when they see me get off balance, they are the first to tell me, Lee, you're off balance and uh, take a day off. <laughs> Now's a really good time for you to take time off. And so I go take time off. I, I work a holistic practice on the side. I meditate um, and I do a lot of, of, of Eastern type of, you know, holistic healing. So that grounds me and I'm ready to go. Lee, how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community or community at large? I work with children who are underserved um, and I work with at-risk kids to keep them in school because I still love school, right? I'm a teacher. So I take those kids and I just let them know this, this could be your future. I am also a biker. I ride a motorcycle. So I often bring the bikers into the school. They're pretty hardcore bikers. <laughs> and, and I tell them, you know, share your story. And they do. And most of the kids that that uh, I've worked with over the years uh, graduate high school and go on to do much better things. So that's one thing. And then I do a lot of volunteer work with career coaching and, and um, job searches. Lee, what is your favorite movie? It's always going to be Sound of Music until the day I die. <laughs> it just is. I can't sing a note, but I <laughs> sing along to that badly. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, well, I think that's what that movie was created for. I think so. I, I yeah. agree. What's the first concert you remember attending? Jefferson Starship. Oh. Yeah. Do you remember them? I do. I'll say not airplane, but when they were Jefferson Starship, but before Starship. You know, they've changed names so many times. That's over right. The they were Jefferson yeah. Airplane, weren't they? I remember. Yeah, well, when they Jefferson. start, yeah, I guess they advanced with technology. So right. they went from airplane, airplane to Starship. Starship. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just and then they were Starship. just Starship. We yeah, built yeah, the city yeah. and then, yeah. Yeah. I forgot all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. They did change. That's right. They were airplane. I mean, I absolutely, if I was, if they were still playing when it was my time, I would have gone and seen Herman's Hermits, Paul Revere and the Raiders, uh, the Monkees, but they were fading out as, you know, 
the other group right. is coming in. Yeah. I believe the there is a monkey's farewell tour that's going to happen with the Seriously? surviving members. Haven't mm-hmm. I was going to say? Haven't yeah. some of them said like, farewell? Yeah, yeah. Because I was listening to a podcast just lately. It was a repeat of an interview with Michael Nesmith, and they talked about the history of the band. And I believe they're doing some type of last hurrah with with who's left. So nice. Might want to keep an eye out for nice. that. Yeah. That's nice. I will. I'll check out. I'll check that out. Lee, what is the last show you binge watched? Downton Abbey. I have watched that series at least a half a dozen times. (laughs) And over the past month or two, I don't know why, but I did like all one series every weekend until it was done. And I still saw something new. I caught something new that I didn't see the other five times before. So this last time I sat there and looked at the TV and said, have I ever watched this before? <laughs> have I, I started doubting myself. I'm like, have you seriously seen this before? Cause why, why are you saying any part of this is new? Wow. Lee, you've talked a little bit about teaching. You talked about your motorcycle. What's a hobby or a thing otherwise you really like to do that may surprise people. I jump out of airplanes. Oh my. You and KO. <laughs> Wow. Willingly, you jump out of airplanes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice ones. Some nice, some not so nice, but yeah. (laughs) Have you ever spoken to Kalila Okanolo? Okay. So KO, she's the VP or I don't know what her title is now for a a a brewery down in North Carolina. And when new employees, when they get through the training program, they jump out of an airplane with her. How awesome. Do they want to do that? Are they mandated to do that? They're not required, but I think they follow her lead. KO is a, she is awesome. So oh, she's she, phenomenal. Yeah. We'll have to, you, you, we'll have to connect you two so you can uh-huh. trade stories. Cause I think, yeah, I think you're the second person on this show that's yeah. jumped willingly out of airplanes more than once. <laughs> it's, that, it's a fabulous, fabulous experience. Fabulous. You you really have to try it to to understand. But I also ride a motorcycle and I ride a horse. So anything that moves, oh, I'm gonna, got, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Ru- you you need that adrenaline. I'm on it. I'm on it. I, yeah. I have to ask, what kind of motorcycle? So I've had four. Okay. I've had two Yamahas, a Can-Am, and a Harley. So the Harley yeah. was a heritage. Yep. Oh, all beautiful bikes. Oh, my husband. Bought himself a Harley last summer, and now he has his own motorcycle gang with him and him and his buddies. So nice. Um, do yeah. you ride, Wendy? I do not. That is his okay. thing. That's okay. his thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I don't have that desire. And he needs his own thing. Nice. Uh, all right. So, Lee, as we mentioned earlier, uh, we are crowdsourcing questions. So if you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question, what would it be? What do you think is your most significant accomplishment over the past 18 months through COVID, either personally or professionally? I've noticed that a lot of people don't see the accomplishments. I work with a woman who had a baby during COVID, who maintained a full-time job, whose husband works for the government, and they have a dog. They moved. They had to do all these things during a time of their lives that is the most stressful that anybody can go through on top of that ad COVID. Wow. You tell me that isn't impressive. She's an impressive, impressive. she's an impressive woman. And I love, love seeing kids on, on these business uh, web webcasts. These, these, I love it. It just says, this is what we're working for. 
Well, it's now in the book, and it will get asked soon. Lee, I cannot thank you enough. Yes, this has been quite an experience that I didn't necessarily expect to have today. So oh, I no. appreciate that. Oh. I appreciate you being part of the community and being well, willing to share. And like I said, I'm going to be watching with a different eye now for your LinkedIn <laughs> yeah. announcements. I, I know many of our listeners are probably connected with you. Those that are not, though, that are going to want to now, best way for them to reach you out there, how to get to LinkedIn, anything, everything you want them to know, how do they do it? Yeah, I would say just connect with me on LinkedIn, Lee Andres, and, um, you know, we'll connect there and, and get our relationship started. Happy, happy to. We will have that in the show notes. And then, Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to find you out there? Uh, best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com, daily D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And, of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, please join us on Twitter, 7 p.m. Eastern time, as part of our twice-monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? Once again, thanks to our friends at Talent Magnet Institute for sponsoring the episode. Be sure to check out our chat with them. If you're listening to this show in real time, it'll be on the 26th. But as for me, johntherman.com for all things John Thurman and for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, follow. Whatever platform you're on, just hit that follow button. You'll get new episodes each and every week. International listeners, we'd love to talk to you. It's always easier for you to get a hold of us than, than us to get a hold of you. So please reach out. Uh, we will make the time zones work for us. We will figure out how to make it happen, and we'll be happy to have you as part of the community. Lee, thanks again for your time and for, Thank for you. being with us. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. 